can you hear me? Hey, Matt, how are you? Good. How you doing? Doing good. So, hello, everyone. Welcome to Loro Sports Pod and Woodbury University Sports Center show with Loro and Matt. Today, we have a lot of NBA trade talk, draft. We're also going to re- recap week 11, week 10, and preview week 11 of the NFL season, and a lot a lot more to discuss on our plate today. So, Matt, uh, how's it going? Going good. Going good. Excited to be here today. It's going to be, it's going to be a, well, let's uh, talk about uh, what, let's talk about some week uh, 10, re- a week 10 recap. So uh, we first, let's talk about the LA Chargers beating the, defe- uh, the Miami Dolphins beating the LA Chargers. So let's start with the Miami Dolphins. So three and oh, two at Tagovailoa as the starting quarterback. And what do you think, why do you think the Dolphins are kind of playing so well right now? I think it's a combination of coaching and Tua seems really legit after his, his his debut against the Rams where he looked really bad, which you don't you can't blame him because that's he didn't have a preseason right. He's a rookie quarterback, uh, you know that he, he's probably not going to look great out there the first time, but he's looked really good and in control of the game the last couple times. And Brian Flores seems like a legit coach, and uh, you know they last year they had a lot of good pieces on that roster. They still needed a more dynamic quarterback um, and they found it. And uh, the dolphins are, uh, they're here to stay. I think. What about you? What do you think? They're, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, I think that I was just thinking another year of rebuilding for the Miami dolphins, but really I think that the Miami dolphins have just showed like, Oh, this rebuild could be done already. Yeah. They, they could be a playoff team this year. They could, but this this last spot in the AFC for the playoffs is going to get tough, you know. For sure. Just because I think that there's a lot of good teams out there, you know. But the other other LA team we're going to talk about next is the LA Rams defeating this. Before we get to that game, uh, let's go with the Chargers. So Justin Herbert played well again, but. There's a lot of questions about if the Chargers should make a head change in head coach. Do you think it's time to fire Anthony Lynn after this game, or do you think the Chargers are going to uh, ride it out? Uh, that's a good question. So, I mean, personally, I think that they're going to move off Anthony Lynn. And, you know, he's I think he's a decent coach, but it's, he's shown that he can't win these close games. Like this year, they've lost every game by – eight points or less, one possession. And you've got to be able to win some of those games. And they're looking at Justin Herbert right now. He is the real deal. And they're probably going to want to go with a different coach knowing that and to kind of set things up around Herbert. Um, that being said, I mean, they, the Spanos family, you know, they're, they're, they're not, they're not big spenders. They're not, to like uh, hands-on with the team and they might stick with Anthony Lynn. And I don't think he's that bad of a coach. I, I just think that they're having trouble closing out games and ultimately that has to come and that comes down, I think on, on the coaching. Um, it maybe has to come down on defensive coordinator, like Gus Bradley. It could. Yeah. Yeah, it could. Yeah. It, um, but yeah, I, I think if I had to bet, I would say they'll probably go with a new coach, but it wouldn't surprise me if they stuck with Lynn for one more year to see, um, maybe they get some more pieces on defense or um, I mean, they have Bosa and James have been injured, you know, so it's, 
their defense has been hurt with that, obviously. Yeah. So what we know is that uh, what we know, what I think, it, what I think should happen is that I think if, Anthony, if I think Anthony Lynn will stay as the Chargers head coach, but I think that he might move on from Gus Bradley and hire a defensive coordinator that's gritty and and all that, you know. Yeah. That's what I'm kind of thinking, you know, because the the span. I agree about the Spanos family not being big, big spenders. They're always cheap. Yeah. So that's what that's that's. I agree with you on that, you know. I think one one head coach they might look at is maybe Jim Harbaugh. Um, I mean, he might be too expensive, or they might maybe it's not their style to bring in a guy like Harbaugh. But um, you know, I, I he's done a bad job at Michigan and. He's probably more of an NFL coach than a college one. And he's a, supposedly a quarterback guy, although his tenure at Michigan hasn't really produced any good quarterbacks. But you could see him coming in and really being a, helpful to Justin Herbert and maybe building that team up. Uh, so that'd be an interesting name. And plus, he, he could fit in a big media market like L.A. He has a good personality for that. So something to keep in mind. Yeah, it's something to keep in mind, in mind, but I don't think the Spanos family are gonna are gonna spend big. Yeah, if you know what I mean. I think yep. they like Anthony Lynn here because Anthony Lynn's such a humble guy, you know. Yeah. So the next game we're gonna talk about is the L.A. Rams defeating the Seattle Seahawks twenty three to sixteen. So this shows that this NFC West is still anybody's division to win. Oh yeah, that's that's the best division in football, most exciting and. Uh, is it Thursday night as Arizona at Seattle, right? Yeah, we're going to get to that game in just a minute. So, start with the Rams. I mean, this was a huge win for the Rams. Yeah. Oh, yeah, big win. And, you know, they uh, they showed, like, I think that, uh, you know, that Rams the – Ram, the Seattle defense is not that good. And um, when Jared Goff is comfortable in the pocket – when he's they don't have a good pass rush on him, um, he looks like a good quarterback out there, and he's going to make plays and he's going to win football games if that's the case. Um, and Seattle, I don't think they know what they're doing on defense. Yeah, I think it's their big Achilles heel. I mean, they got Russell Wilson, um, who's going to win games for you. They got some weapons like DK Metcalf, obviously, um, but uh, you know they need to. Um, uh, they need to get a little bit better on defense, I think, to make a big run here. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, for the Seahawks, they got guys like Carlos Dunlap. They went for that side of the ball, but their rush defense and pass defense is still not great. Yep. So, but for the Rams, uh, th- they suffered a big blow to their O line, and that's Andrew Whitworth being out for the. Re- no, he's not out for the season, but he's going to be out for a while. Yeah. So we'll talk about some key injuries coming up next on our show. So anyways, with that being said, it was a great win for the Rams. But the Seahawks, I think they're going to bounce back whoever they play and win their next game. So we'll talk about that Seahawks-Cardinals game in just a minute. So the next game we'll recap is the New England Patriots defeating the Ravens 23-17. I was – thinking that if the Patriots did not beat the Ravens, then their season could be done. Yeah, that was a big win for them. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, – you know, I think they – for the Ravens, they went up to Foxborough. They were playing in what looked like a hurricane of sorts. <laughs> um, that was a and, hurricane. It looked like yeah, it was, it was rainy, mess, it was and I was like, the balls are going to be wet. 
and uh, Lamar Jackson, I didn't think he he was suited up for those conditions. Right. Yeah, I agree. And um, you know they're going to uh, um, they're gonna. They, I don't blame Baltimore for losing that game. Like some people were were questioning um, Lamar Jackson. It's like, you know, he went up there on the road in a tough place to play and in a monsoon and they just couldn't hit the big passes when they needed to, but his numbers were still really good. So I haven't lost faith in the Ravens. Uh, It was a big win for new England though. That was a must win. Like you said, and if they have any hope at a playoff game, uh, they needed to win that. Yes. And then next up for the Patriots, they take on the Houston Texans. It's a team that I think we should, they should beat. But at the same time, I, I'm not counting off Deshaun Watson. Yeah, yep. Uh, that's going to be um, – that'll be – I think the Patriots should win that one comfortably. But, yeah, Deshaun Watson, who knows? Uh, he's uh, always electric out there. He is always electric, but I feel like that the Patriots are pretty much the better team than the Texans. So, I really think that from what I saw from all these games uh, in on Sunday was very, very good. But also – we got key injuries to talk about. So Drew Brees punctured his lung, broke two ribs. So do you think that this is a significant blow to the Saints? Uh, I mean, it is, obviously, with losing your uh, quarterback like that, especially one like Drew Brees. But I'll say that um, last year they had the same thing happen with Brees' thumb, and they ended up winning five – they went 5-0 and with Teddy Bridgewater under center. And so I think, I think with Jameis Winston under center – especially if the injury is only maybe like two, three or four weeks. I think the Saints are fine. Um, their, their strength of schedule is really easy going forward, too. They only play one team with a winning record. Um, that's the Chiefs. Yeah, and that's, that's the Chiefs of Mahomes. Do you think Brees should be back for that game, or do you think uh, do, do you think Drew Brees could be back for that game? Just well, he because, could. Just yeah, because he, that's a bigger game, you know? Yeah, he could be, but, I mean, fractured ribs and a collapsed lung is pretty severe, and it can – Depends on how well it's. It really depends on how well the the person's recovering. It's very individual based, right? So, um, yeah, I, I think that. Uh, I hope he's back. I hope he has a good recovery because fractured ribs. I mean, every time you breathe, it hurts. Like he is not sleeping well right now. How he is not, you know, walking around without pain. You know, so I mean, it's it's a tough injury to have. It is a tough injury to have, but still the Saints beat the 49ers that game with Jameis Winston under center. A lot of people are underestimating him right now, but I think that Jameis Winston's going to rejuvenate his career with Peyton. Yeah. And I think Taysom Hill is, is, is going to step up big time just because Taysom Hill's used in so many packages. Like, you put him at quarterback in the pistol offense, he can run the ball for you. Uh-huh. And Jameis Winston – didn't do so didn't work out for him in Tampa Bay, but I've always thought about him. If he's right, he's a talented quarterback. Uh-huh. Jameis Winston, you know? Yep. But at this but really at the same time, the Saints should be fine without Brees because they have an easy schedule. They should beat Matt Ryan and the Falcons, but but they just only play one team, like you said, in Kansas City just in this part of the season. But yeah. all of their games should be winnable. Yep. I think Drew Brees will be back within two weeks. Yeah. And then another injury news to talk about is Andrew Whitworth, the 39-year-old O-lineman for Goff, suffered an MCL sprain. We thought it was a season-ending injury, but good thing it was not. 
Yeah. Um, you know, that's lucky. I mean, if he's 39 and that was season ending, that could be career ending, you know, but he might be back by the end of the season. I wish him all the luck. Um, he's a great presence in the locker room and uh, hopefully he gets to start a couple more games this year. I'm not, I hope it wasn't, I didn't hope, I, I thought it was career ending from what I saw. It didn't look good for him at all, but Andrew Whitworth is a guy that really uh, is a leader for that Rams locker room and is also a good blindside protector for Jared Goff. Uh-huh. But I feel like the Rams O-line should be fine with that Whitworth just because they got younger at the position and they needed somebody to replace Whitworth at left tackle eventually so that they have a guy that could be trusted to protect Jared Goff's blindside. Yeah. So, with that being said, let's talk about some top five offensive linemen throughout 10 weeks of the season. So, I have right now on my list Andrew Whitworth, Anthony Costanzo, Quentin Nelson, Jason Kelsey, and Alejandro Villanueva. What about you? What were those you said? The best O-linemen? Yeah, top five best offensive linemen through 10 weeks of the 2020 season. Oh, yeah. What was your list again? Andrew Whitworth, Anthony Costanzo, Quentin Nelson, Jason Kelsey, and Alejandro Villanueva. Yeah, that's uh, that's a pretty good list there. Um, let's see. I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with uh, Ronnie Sta- Ronnie Stanley of Baltimore. But he's out for the season, though. Oh, is he? Yeah, but I say when healthy, Ronnie Stanley is very good. But that oh, was yeah. a significant blow to the Ravens, too, you know. Oh, yeah. How about uh, Mitchell Schwartz of Kansas City? Not bad pick at all. Is he a signer or a guard? He's a tackle. He's a left tackle. Oh, uh-huh. he's not bad at all, you know. Yeah. What about Quentin Nelson of Indianapolis? Number two. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Yeah. He's part of the best O-line in football right now. Yep. Um, let's see. Then I'm going to go with, um, I'll go with Rodney Hudson of the Las Vegas Raiders. He's a center. And then I'm going to go with, um, let's see. You said, uh, yeah, I'll Alejandro go with, v- yeah, I'll go with Alejandro Villanueva too. He's pretty good. Yeah, the Steelers O-line with Ben that helped keep Ben Roethlisberger upright. Yeah. And then, and I'll go then with... I also said Jason Kelsey, the Travis's brother. Oh yeah. The Eagle Center. And then I'll go I'll go with Ryan Ramchick of the New Orleans Saints. Not bad, but I would have put like I would have added I have I, I would have put Lane Johnson up there if he was healthy enough. Yeah. Just because he just can't stay healthy. But really, uh, I really think that the best offensive line this year as a whole is the Colts yet again. Yep. I love that O-line. They're fun. Yeah, they're they're great for sure. That's why I think – that's why I'm telling you. Phillip Rivers was pretty happy to get out of the L.A. Charger just because he wasn't protected enough. But he's happy now as he's a Colt just because he can get – he gets more protection. Yeah. And Frank, and he knows Frank Reich's playbook. Yep. And let's talk about any our top five defensive players throughout the 2020 season. So it's through ten weeks of the 2020 season, and talk about who you like out of this group of defensive players. You, it, it's not like you don't have to put like top five linebackers and all that. I just 
did it in the category of like who's really performed well this year on the defensive side of the football, you know? Yeah. So it can be any. So I have Aaron Donald, number one. He's my number one defensive player this year. And then I have Joey Bosa from the L.A. Chargers, number two. Even though he's hurt? Even though he has a concussion. I mean, I really think Joey Bosa is a very – is an explosive player, you know? Uh-huh. Number three, I have Khalil Mack of the of the Chicago Bears because he's all he can play a little bit of a combo of a linebacker and defensive end. You know, uh-huh. he's he can he can get it done. You know, yep. And then number four is Tyron Matthew from the Chiefs. He's a hard hitting safety, but I would have put Derwin James up there if healthy. Yeah. And then number five, I put Jalen Ramsey from the Rams. And he's had a, another good season. Yep. What about you? Who's your top defensive players this year? I'll go with Jalen Ramsey. I'll go with him. He's on my list. I'm going to put also Shaquille Barrett of Tampa Bay. I mean, through 10 weeks of the season for defensive players. Yeah. And then I'll put Shaquille Barrett. And then uh, I'll put DeForest Buckner of Indianapolis. And, of course, Aaron Donald. Oh, he's he's probably going to be in contention for Defensive Player of the Year yet again. Yep. He's had another monster season, and he's pretty much he's pretty much lived up to that contract that he signed uh-huh. with the Rams. So, don't you think Aaron Donald has really lived up to that contract that he signed? Yeah, yeah. That extension he signed that he's proven to be the highest paid defensive player in the NFL. Yep. That the Rams make him. Yeah, and then and then I'll put Cameron Hayward of the Steelers. That's not bad at all. So, actually, with that being said, let's go on to our Thursday Night Football pick. So, both teams are battling. It's first place on the line between the Cardinals and Seahawks. As much as I love Russell Wilson here, I'm going to go with Kyler Mur- my boy Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals to win. But I think this game's going to go to overtime. Ooh, so you're predicting a very close game. Yeah, but it's an upset. another upset. The Seahawks will get another up. I think the Seahawks are going to get stunned again. Ooh, man. That'd be in Seattle, even though this is a hard place to play. The, the Cardinals last year beat the Seahawks up in Seattle, but I would not be shocked if the Seahawks won this game just because they don't want to lose three straight games. Yeah, this is a tough one. Wow, we. Um, what a good game, too, this is going to be. We got a great football game on Thursday night. Yeah, I can't wait for it. Thursday before Thanksgiving, it'll be a good one. Uh, I'm going to go with the Seahawks. I think they bounce back. Um, lightning doesn't strike twice is what I'll say, uh, for the Cardinals. Yes, so. just because, you know, you know, with the Seahawks, they lost two straight games away from CenturyLink Field and they don't play. They normally are not a good road team though. They're a great team at home. Yeah. Just because if they have that raucous crowd in Seattle and raise the 12th man flag. So since this game's in Seattle, I'm not going to say this is going to be a blowout. Any team is going to come in there and blow out the Seahawks at home just because, if there was a crowd there, then they would be going nuts. Yep. And raising the 12th flag. You yeah. Know? But, uh, I, but I would not be shocked if Seattle won. But I, I'm picking the Cardinals just because I like Kyle Murray. I like Cliff Kingsbury. And also, speaking of the Cardinals, what a win for them last week. It was a shocking win. A Hale Murray pass to DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. That was a fantastic finish. 
Yeah, like Murray threw the ball. I didn't even think the Cardinals would win that football game against the Bills. Yep. Hollywood couldn't have written but, it up any better. Yeah, Murray is already the real deal in Arizona. It just shows you that were the Cardinals better off moving off from Josh Rosen? I said absolutely. Yep. Just because Cliff Kingsbury just came in there and wanted his own guy. Yeah, it shows. I mean, it's good that they admitted a mistake. They said, we don't have the right coach. We don't have the right quarterback. And we're getting rid of them and moving off. And it's paid dividends for them. Yeah, and everybody was doubting Cliff Kingsbury at first when he came into the NFL as that coach because he was supposed to be the uh, offensive coordinator at USC. But everybody just was like, oh, he proved us wrong. Yeah. Which I think he has. I think he's a fantastic coach. Oh, yeah. I think he's great. He's great for Murray, and he's great for this Cardinals team. Yep. You know what I yep. mean? The next – and then also let's talk about Sunday Night Football. So, there's going to be a lot of questions heading into this game. Can the Raiders beat the Chiefs twice, or can the Chiefs get revenge on the Raiders? So, I'm actually going to pick the Raiders to win this game over the Chiefs. I think it's going to be an overtime victory for the Raiders because I really think that – I'm not really going to count out Derek Carr and all that, you know, but Patrick Mahomes can't be counted out too. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to go with the Chiefs. Like, I don't think they can beat – I don't think the Raiders can beat the Chiefs twice in one season. Um, I think they're going to be motivated to go in there and put their stamp on the Raiders and kind of lock up the division. Um, after – if they win, they'll be 9-1. and one, The Raiders will be 6-4, and four, and that will be kind of – the FC West will be kind of settled at that point. Um, I was, there's a reason why I want the Raiders to win this game. It's just because I really think that I really think that it's in Vegas, and if there was a if there was a crowd in at Allegiant Stadium, I think the Raiders would have won that game. Yeah, but the Chiefs, I'm not counting out Mahomes though. So I I'm not betting against Mahomes against the Raiders, but it's because I really think Derek Carr can get it done. Yeah. All right. So that's why I think the Raiders are going to win this game. May possibly, but if Kansas City wins, I'm not surprised. Just because they want revenge in that uh, week five loss to the Raiders. Yeah. Just because the Raiders last time played the Chiefs, they came into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs. And the Chiefs haven't lost the game in like forever. Yeah. <laughs> Just because of how fun they are as a team. Yeah. All right. Next game. The Monday night game we're going to talk about is the Buccaneers over the L.A. Rams. So I picked the Bucs to win by three over the L.A. Rams. But I really but also there's going to be history in, in Monday night football because I just found out that Jerome Bulger is going to lead an all African-American officiating crew. Oh, yeah. Well, good. That's good. Yeah. So basically, we don't we don't really talk about the referees in this show, but really. Jerome Bulger, I really like Jerome Bulger though. Yeah. So, but I but who do you pick to win this game? Um, I will be picking the Buccaneers. Um, it's going to be a great game. They got some great games this week. Look at Monday night Rams at Buccaneers. Sunday night uh, Chiefs at Raiders and uh, Cardinals at Seahawks on Thursday night. There's going to be some great primetime games. But but the Buccaneers. Let's last week. The last week, the Buccaneers bounced back and got revenge over the Carol and and beat the Carolina Panthers forty six to twenty three. But speaking of the Panthers, I still love what they're doing. Yep. Yeah, they're but they're 
What were you saying about Carolina? So they're they're pretty good. They just, I mean, they need they're missing a few pieces, but they're a feisty team. I think they need to uh, fix their defense because their defense is young. But what I saw offensively is they can be good without McCaffrey. But really, I think the Panthers are a better team offensively when Teddy Bridgewater and Christian McCaffrey are on the field. Yep. But Bridgewater was left the game early. But I really think that hopefully he'll get to play against the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Which I think he will. I don't think that knee injury is that significant. Yeah. So I have the Buccaneers weeding. I think Tom Brady's going to have another good game on Monday night. Yep. So now let's talk about our locks and upsets of week 11. So my first lock is the LA Chargers over the New York Jets. It might be a risky lock just because, you know, the Chargers can be unlucky at times against teams like the Jets. But I really am hoping that this one's a lock just because I think Justin Herbert's going to throw all over that Jets defense and then, the, the Chargers defense is going to show up and and eventually beat the Jets. So I really think the Chargers are going to beat the Jets because I really think everybody can beat the Jets. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a safe. I think that's a pretty good lock for sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a different team just for variety. I'll go with the Vikings over the Cowboys. That'll be my lock. Yeah, that's a good pick. But speaking of the Vikings last night, congratulations to Kirk Cousins on his first Monday night win. Yeah, one and nine, but he. That was a big one. So on the Vikings, they they're they're almost back at five hundred, but on the Bears side of things, oh no. Yeah, they're in I'm trouble. I'm shaking my head at the Bears right now. Yep, they are in trouble. They are in so much trouble, and everybody was think, saying like, "Oh, five and two. Oh, they're gonna be in the playoffs." But I'm like, "Don't hold your horses on them." Yeah. Because the Bears can win games defensively, but I'm not really convinced offensively, though. Right. Just because Nick Foles got hurt. And uh, I don't know if that's a big blow for the Bears. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, I mean, they're they're not making the playoffs. Like, they're done. They are they don't look good. And... They're pretty, they pretty much blew yep. it. <laughs> but Matt Nagy, I hope, is fired. He deserves to be fired. Yeah, it's probably time's up for him. Yep, that's a that's a good luck. You have the Vikings over the Cowboys since the Vikings are pretty much on are getting their season on track. You yeah. Know? My upset special of the week, I'm going with Tennessee over Baltimore. Oh yeah, let's see. Just because I really think Tennessee lost to the lost to the Colts last week, and they got they got pretty much got they got dead in the second half, which I was disappointed in that in them in that effort. I really think Tennessee's going to bounce back and beat Lamar Jackson just because I really think their defense has Lamar's number. Uh-huh. But I would not be shocked if the Ravens won that game. Yeah. My upset special. So what about yeah, you? I'm going to go with Bengals over football team, Washington football team. That's a good upset right there just because, you know, uh, the Bengals could be 3-6-1, and one, but the Washington football team – could be two and eight, but they're still in the thick of things when it comes to uh, the playoff chase yep. or the division. Yeah. You know, so because of how bad this division is, you know, but the Washington football team, speaking of them, they almost beat, they, they almost beat you guys, the your hometown Detroit Lions, but Nat Freider just shows you how good of a kicker yeah, he is. 59 yards. That was a great ending. Uh, yeah, they nearly blew it at the end, but they held on. 
Yeah, just because Alex Smith made one of the best comebacks and uh, he almost made an improbable comeback. Yeah. But really, the Washington football team, I just think this year is not really their year to win a lot of football games. No, no, yeah. I think Burrow. But when they get a fully healthy Alex Smith and if they get an offensive line to protect them, then I think they're going to be in good shape. Yeah. So let's go to our rest of our week 11 picks. So I have the Patriots over the Texans. So the Patriots last week beat the Ravens in a big way, but Houston, they only were held to seven points against this Cleveland Browns defense. Yeah, they, uh, that was a strange game. I didn't watch it, but 10 to seven is a weird score, you know? And uh, yes, that gives you a question. It was a baseball score in my opinion. Yeah. Dodgers and Rockies, uh, Coors Field. Yeah, team. yeah. That was so weird. Yeah. yeah, I'm going with Patriots over Texans. And then you had the Bengals over the Washington football team as your upset special. I have the Bengals winning. I think Joe Burrow is 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 grown to be a great quarterback, but he got blown out and exposed against the Steelers. So this a rookie's going to go through growing pains like that. But I don't see the Bengals getting blown out like that at times. Yeah. Yep. Don't you right, think? Yeah. So the next game we're going to talk about is the Steelers playing the Jags. So speaking, let's start with the Jags. Who would have thought the Jags would have kept up with Green Bay? Yeah, they have some fight in them. Um, You know, and maybe Green Bay is, they were looking ahead. They weren't as focused on that game. We don't know. But now the Jags play the Steelers. I'm going to go with the Steelers in that game. I'm going with the Steelers just because, you know, the Steelers last week, they steamrolled the Bengals and, T.J. Watt said, oh, Joe Burrow's going to go through growing pains like that. Yep. But it, I didn't think that this was a loss that the Bengals got blown out on purpose just because Joe Burrow was bad. I, I think that the Steelers' defense was just too good to overcome for the Bengals' offense. Yeah. But with the Jaguars, uh, I mean, I think Green Bay's offense was good that game, but really Green Bay's defense is still not where it needs to be at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I agree 100%. So that's what I think here, you know. So the next game we're going to talk about is Fox is America's Game of the Week. Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers and the Colt and the Packers take on – what's his face? Take on Phillip Rivers and the Indianapolis Colts. So I'm picking the Green Bay Packers to win this game just because I think Aaron Rodgers and that Packers offense can show that could score more points to win Super Bowls. Yeah, this will be a great game. Um, I'm going to go with the Colts here. I I feel that, um, you know, both teams have holes. And, and, you know, like Rodgers should be able to beat, beat do, uh, out-duel um, Phillip Rivers. But I Rivers. think the Colts have a better overall team. And I think they'll edge out the Packers. Really good game. It's going to be close. Well, when you say that, it's because the Colts' defense is definitely the the factor to win the football game. Yeah. Just because they're so good defensively with Darius Leonard and also uh, DeForest Buckner's made an impact on that defense. But offensively, I like guys like T.Y. Hilton, Zach Pascal, Michael Pittman from USC. Yep. But I feel like that the Colts' running game would have been a lot better when they had a healthy Marlon Mack. Yeah. Now, the next game we're going to talk about next is let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles 
playing the Cleveland Browns. Well, let's start with the Philadelphia Eagles before we make our pick here. So last week, that, that was a game they should have not lost to the New York Giants. Who would have thought the Eagles would have lost to the Giants? Yeah, that, that's uh, you know, that's that was a uh, a tough one for sure. Um, let's see, did I have? I had the Eagles beating them. You have the Beagles, the Eagles beating the the yeah. Giants. I did too, but the Giants just surprised yeah, everybody. Yeah, the Giants are better than what like they look like. Maybe they're the Miami Dolphins of last year. Like next year, the Giants it are going to be pretty be. good. I think. I mean, they could be. You're absolutely right. They could be the Miami Dolphins of last year. But the but speaking of the Eagles, so what went wrong for them? I mean, I thought the Eagles would still win. The, I still think the Eagles are going to win the NFC East just because. I felt like I feel like Carson Wentz is the better quarterback in that division, but I don't think he's having a good year at all. I think the Eagles are depleted. They're hurt. They're making too many excuses. That's what I yeah. think. I think Doug Peterson's making so many excuses right yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. So I think, but do you think the Eagles would be a better team when everybody's healthy and that they wouldn't have to be three, five, and one and that their record could have been better? Yeah, I think. Um... You know, the Eagles, like, they're – I don't know. Like, there seems to be some disconnect on offense with them. They're never quite performing where they should be, you know. So, I, I just think this is who the Eagles are. I think they're a, a sub-500 team. But somebody has to win the NFC, so I think the Eagles will win that division. Yeah, I think um, if they can beat the Browns this week, they'll definitely have the upper hand in that division. Um I mean, there's an outside chance the Giants could win it, to be honest. <laughs> That'd be crazy, but. That's going to yeah. be crazy, but this division is so bad. Yeah, it's terrible. And that somebody has to win that division. So, I'm going to have to pick the Cleveland Browns in this game. I really, I'm not sure. I'm not really sold on the Eagles in this game just because that defense of the Eagles might might be exposed to Baker Mayfield's uh, explosiveness. Yeah. Just because. The, the Browns have Nick Chubb back. The Browns love to run the football, and I don't think the Eagles' run defense is ready for Nick Chubb. Yeah, I agree. And and also, even though the Browns are without OBJ, their offense is still is still fun. Yeah, who are you picking that game, Eagles or Browns? Browns going with Cleveland. I'm going to go with Eagles. I'm going to. I think they might get an upset here. I'm not confident in it, so it's not my upset special. But I'm going to go with Eagles over the Browns. That might be a win that the Eagles might yeah. need. So the next game we're going to talk about next is the your hometown Detroit Lions taking on Teddy Bridgewater and the Carolina Panthers. So both teams need big wins here, I got to say. But I'm going to pick the Carolina Panthers to win this game just because they need to get – They I would like to see them get their fourth win. But I don't think the Panthers are tanking for Trevor Lawrence. But if they're 3-8, and eight, it's not because Matt, it's Matt Rule's fault. No, no, it's it's – you know, he's – He's putting together a pretty good team that, so far, I think. But, yeah, I'm going to go with the Lions in this game. Um, I just think with, you know, they're on a little, like, I, have, I just have a weird feeling they're going to win this game and then go into the Thanksgiving break 5-5, five and five, still in the playoff hunt, amazingly, you know. Uh, well, then they might be 6-5 and five if they beat the Texans next Thursday on Thanksgiving, which we'll talk about next week, our Thanksgiving Day picks for yeah, these games. Yeah. But I, there's a reason why I picked Carolina. I'm not saying that the Lions are going to get blown out by Carolina. I'm not counting out Matthew Stafford at all. Yeah. 
Me neither. Just because Matthew Stafford is the king of game-winning drives, but there's questions with the with the Lions, the way they've been playing. Do you think this is going to be enough to save Patricia in Detroit? Um, well, I thought going into the season they needed a playoff like spot, you know. And if they, I'll say this: like if they beat the Panthers and they beat Houston, all of a sudden they're six and five, and they're in the hunt. So we'll see what happens. You got to play those games still, but we'll see. I mean, what if they are eight and eight and they miss the playoffs? Uh, he'll probably get fired. Why do you think so? I wouldn't say I wouldn't say he would get fired if he's eight and eight. That's a huge improvement from last yeah, year. Yeah, the thing is, it's his third year though. Like, I don't know the, the 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 Ford family might not fire him if they sense that there's some improvement and they give him a little bit of a reprieve because it's a weird season with COVID. But it is it is a weird yeah. season. I I mean. Martha Ford was just was just strict about the Lions this year and about how well they need to perform just because the Ford family might not mess yeah. around. But I, I, I think Matt Patricia is going to stay. I, I don't see him being on the hot seat, but if he's fired, I'd feel so sorry for him just because he was, he was he used to work for the Patriots under Belichick, who I love, but I love, I like Patricia. I think he's a, he can be a great head coach, but I don't think they've given him a good roster in Detroit. Yeah, no, I agree. And he's part of the blame for why the Lions are so bad defensively. Yeah. Like, you're a defensive-minded head coach that could really help with that side of the football. Right. So, the Lions are, are pretty much playing better than I think they are. Yep, I agree. So, the next game I'm going to talk about is the Denver Broncos playing the Miami Dolphins. So, I'm going to pick. Although I like to, I love, I wouldn't be shocked if the Dolphins won this game, but I'm going to pick the Denver Broncos to win this game, actually. Yeah. I'm going to go with. What about you? Let's see. That's Broncos. You said Bron- uh, Broncos, Dolphins. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Is it because you think the Broncos might be three and seven? Yeah. I... It's not Vic Fangio's fault, though. No, I mean, well, I don't know. Locke is not working out for them, it looks like. So, and I think. Why do you not think Drew Locke's not working out? I think. I think he's thrown like four interceptions over his last two games. It's tough. Um, I mean, I think he is going to work out for the Broncos. I think he will be. But I really, but I just think that that offense is just relatively young and going through growing pain. So you can't say, I just don't say that he hasn't worked out just because he's thrown four picks. He's only in his second year in the league, though. Yeah. I think so. That's why I think. Yeah, I think that I think the Miami is just too good right now and too hot. I think they're they're going to go into. I think they're going to go into Denver and get a win there. Are you saying that Drew Locke's going to work out for Denver? I think he. Yeah, will. I think he will. I'm just saying it's because that offense is so relatively young and he's still going through growing pains. Yes, Jerry Drew. That offense is kind of getting double teamed right now. But if they can get Cortland Sutton back next year, then I think their offense will be very yeah. good. Just because they're too, they're hurt right now. Yep. But let's also talk about uh, your picks for the games that – who do you like between the Chargers over the Jets? I picked the Chargers still. They're going to bounce back in a big yeah, way, I think. I think. But sometimes I think they're going to get unlucky at times. They've been one of the unluckiest teams in Yeah, I'll go, I'm going with Chargers. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll win. Do you think they're going to blow out the Jets? Which I think they should. Yeah, I hope so. 
But I just don't trust their their defense can't be trusted at right, times. Right, right. What about the Titans over the Ravens? Who do you like in this one? Uh, I like the Ravens. I'm going to go with the Ravens. I think they bounce back. Uh, that's going to be a great game, though. A lot of fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. A rematch from last year's divisional playoff game. But I still think the Titans are going to win this game just because the defense of the Titans has Lamar's yeah. number. Now let's talk about teams on buys. So basically the Bears are five and five and talk about and they have Green Bay next after their bye week. So do you think the Bears are gonna go on a losing streak? Um yeah, I think they are. Um I mean their schedule is a little bit tough too, I think, on the way out here. Uh, we talked about it so many times. The Chicago Bears are an overrated team. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a fairly, I mean, they have, uh, they'll be, this is the Sunday after Thanksgiving. They're at, uh, their next game is at Green Bay, and they're home against the Lions, home against the Texans, at Minnesota, at Jacksonville, home against Green Bay. So, I mean, basically, it's like the two Green Bay games are going to be really tough. And then at Minnesota is going to be tough. Those are three tough games. And then if the Lions, you know, if they get some momentum, you know, that'll be a tough – that'll be a, a pretty even game there, I think. And then, you know, we'll see Jacksonville and Houston. There should be two wins for them, but we'll see. And then the 49ers, four and six, they play the Rams next. So, Nick Mullins and then put up a fight against the Saints. But are this is this 49ers team the same as it was last year without, like, guys like Garoppolo, Solomon Thomas, George Kittle is out for a while. So, the Niners are just – are, are in a tough spot right now with injuries. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I, um, we'll see what happens. That's going to be a tough one for them. And let's talk about the Giants. So they're three and seven. So you're saying that they could be this year's version of the Miami Dolphins? Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's my. That's what I think they might be. I think next year's going to be fun for them. If you're a Giants fan. But I do like Joe Judge. Yeah, I think he's – Joe Judge, I think, is going to be a good coach. And I think Daniel Jones, I think, is going to be – he's an up and up, he's going up and up, I think. He's trending upward. But he's he's on the – he's having a good season so far. But even though the Giants had one loss and I thought they would be a number two pick in the NFL draft, I really think that the Giants definitely could have a good stretch. Yeah. Run. It could be last year's Dolphins. Yep. And then the Bills, seven and three, bye week. Then they go to they play at home with the Chargers. So I kind of think the Bills are gonna beat the Chargers. Although I would like to see the Chargers beat the Bills in Buffalo, but the Bills are right now the better football team. They're not gonna lose again. Yeah, no, they're they're yeah, they're gonna be fine. Yeah, so well, uh, so I think that uh but what we know what, what we saw right now is that uh Matt Nagy just said that Foles injury is not as bad as what people think. So he has a chance to play in the next game, though. Yep. Um, it, he looked like he was in a lot of pain. That's for sure. Um, it was a hip injury for Nick. Foles. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was tough. But if but if he was done for the season, then it's game over for the yeah. Bears. So. So. That's what I think here. So now let's talk about a lot of NBA. So there's a lot of trades happening right now. So let's start off with your reaction to Dennis Schroeder to the LA Lakers. I like Dennis Schroeder, to be honest. Great shooter. He's great at defending the perimeter. 
And I really think that this is a great pick for the Lakers to get Dennis Schroeder here in L.A. in exchange for Danny Green. Yeah, and it probably means Rondo will sign somewhere else as well, I think. Um, that was maybe expected regardless. But, yeah, I think it helps. I think the Lakers, it's a good move for them. So, yeah, they should keep it up. And also, let's. what's your reaction to Drew Holiday going to the Milwaukee Bucks for Eric Bledsoe and George Hill? So, do you think the Milwaukee Bucks have won that uh, trade? We'll see. That's that was an interesting trade. Um, you know, like they gave up a lot of draft picks, right? For that, they gave up a lot of assets. But I think this will benefit Giannis, and I think that they needed help to get get over the hump in the playoffs. But Drew Holiday is definitely going to be a huge help to the Milwaukee. Yeah, Bucks for sure. And, and wanting to, yeah, it helped. I think it helps both teams. It helped and move the ball off the, the Buc- court. Yeah, it helps so that- the Bucks, and then. Uh, Stan Van Gundy gets a bunch of, you know, assets to play around with, you know, over the next couple of years. So, um, so yeah, I think it works out for both teams. It has worked out for both teams, but also the Kings also made another trade. Bogdan Bogdanovich is heading to Milwaukee. So that really helps the Bucks in a big way. Uh-huh. And, and also it was a sign and trade. So basically Bogdanovich was a free agent, but he did a sign and trade. Yep. So, and also, what's your thoughts on Trevor Ariza getting traded to uh, uh, back to Houston for Robert Covington? Yeah, that's. I think I think Houston's going to be in rebuild mode. I think they're expecting to lose Westbrook and Harden right now. Wow, how big would that be? Yeah, for Houston, I think Harden's going to go to the Nets. I predict. And I, think, and I think Westbrook might come to the Clippers. Ooh, that might be good. So I'm gonna actually going to predict. James Harden going to the Sixers. Oh, yeah, that'd be a good one because they could – the Sixers could probably – they'd probably give up Embiid at that point. And Why would you think trade. the Sixers would big up, give up Embiid? I don't think they will. Well, I think Houston is going to – they're going to want a lot for Harden. And, like, the one thing preventing him from going to the Nets is, like, I don't know what the Nets would be able to give. So they'd probably have to do, like, a three-team trade if that's the case. Um Whereas Philly actually has like a couple of players they could trade, like Embiid being one of them. I don't think the I don't think the the Sixers will trade Embiid. I think that if the Sixers were to get Harden, they're gonna have to unload the contracts of Al Horford and Tobias Harris. Yeah, yeah, they, they could. That's what I think. Sixers get Harden for uh, for for Harris and Horford and and a couple of draft picks. Uh huh. Just because I want to see a big three with Harden, Simmons, and Embiid. Yep. Just because, you know, Daryl Morey got Harden from the uh, from the OKC Thunder, and I think Daryl Morey can get Harden here in Philly. But I think it's going to be between the Nets and the Sixers to get Harden. But if Harden goes to the Nets, I could that big three would be Kyrie and KD and James Harden. Meaning that Harden gets to play with KD again. Yep. Wouldn't that wouldn't that be good if Harden gets to play with uh, KD again? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. I think that'd be. I think either scenario would work, but I disagree with, with you about the the Sixers trading Embiid. I don't think the the Sixers will trade Embiid. Oh, okay. I don't think so. Just because Elton Brand said that we're looking to complement Embiid and Simmons better. Uh-huh. So if they get hard into the Sixers, 
then I think that complements Simmons and Embiid a lot better. Uh huh. Meaning that Harden can bring the ball up the floor and he can throw those lob passes to Simmons, and then Simmons can also do it too. He can also make those passes too. Yep. So that those were very, very uh, those were significant trades, you know. Yeah. So let's talk about the NBA draft. So who's your pick to be the number one pick in the NBA draft? I pick uh, Lamelo Ball. Oh right, yeah. I think, like, I think it'll probably be Lamelo Ball as well. Um, you know, he. I think he needs to go to a place where they have uh, a lot of um like help uh, like i mean like a lot of like a, a good organization a good culture um players you can learn from so like i like i would be it'd be great if maybe like golden state could trade up or work some deal for him you know that would be a, an ideal landing spot for him i think if i don't think he's going to flourish if he goes to like minnesota or detroit um where there's not really a a good culture there yet for um, you know, to I think he needs to be at a at a pretty good place. So, yeah. Do you think Lamelo Ball is pretty much your early favorite to be the 2020-2021 NBA Rookie of the Year? Um, yeah, I think he's the favorite, the early favorite. Yeah, I like him. I think that Lonzo's a good player, but he didn't work out for the Lakers. But I really think Lonzo Ball. Is gonna be is gonna have an, is gonna have a very good season coming up, you know. Yeah, don't you think? Just because yep. I really think he can be the most improved player in the NBA by next year. Yep. If he if he works on a few things like free throws, I think that's the only thing I could see yeah. winning the most improved player. So uh, I think Lamella Ball goes number one, and I think number two. Do you th- do you have the Warriors getting a? James Weissman, the center from Memphis. Yeah, that would be a good pick. Yeah, to go with Curry and Clay. Yeah, well, I think the Warriors are going to be good next year. Yep. But also, let's talk about where uh, some other free agents. Where you think they're going to go? Like, where do you, do you think Victor Oladipo stays put with the Pacers? Yeah, I um, I think that. Um, I think he'll stay with the Pacers. I don't think they're going to move him yet, um, but we'll see. What about you? I don't think the Pacers move him. So I want to get your point is, why do you think the Clippers should trade for what Russell Westbrook? Why do you think so? Um, I don't necessarily think so. I just think they're – I think they, they if they want to, they would. They could move off Paul George and then um, at that point move uh, – switch to um, – you know, Westbrook, and then you have Kawhi and Westbrook. I don't know what type of chemistry they'd have, but there's there's some smoke there. Where there's smoke, there's a fire. I could really see this. Trade Patrick Beverly to the Houston Rockets for Russell Westbrook so that uh, you have a big three in Paul George and Russell Westbrook and Kawhi Leonard. Uh-huh. I would want to see Paul George and Russell Westbrook play together again. Yeah, yeah, it could be good. I've always liked Paul George, but I really think that uh, I really think that uh, I really think that Russell Westbrook could benefit playing with the Clippers just because he can really flip his playoff demons. Yeah. So I want to get your thoughts on what did you think about Chris Paul being traded to the Phoenix Suns? 
Yeah, that's a great move, I think, for Phoenix. And, you know, Oklahoma City is in rebuild mode. So, um, you know, but I think it's, uh, you know, I think it's a great move. Um, and I think that, you know, Chris Paul, all he's ever done is go around and win at every place he goes to. He does really well. So, um, you know, I think that he's going to do um, pretty good in Phoenix. And I think he's going to be a playoff to reunite game. with uh, his coach in New Orleans with the New Orleans Hornets with uh, with Monty. He gets to reunite with Monty Williams again. Yeah. So that trade included Ricky Rubio, Kelly Oubre, and a future first-round pick. I think Phoenix is going for it. And I think Chris Paul is going to be a great compliment to Devin Booker. Yeah, I think so too. So do you think the Suns are going to be a contender in the West with Paul? Um, yeah, I think they are. I think they're going to be like – they'll be in like eight to six seed range, I think. Eight, seven, or six is what I expect. Yeah, I think eight or six. I think Portland's going to be a lot better than people think they are from last year. Uh-huh. And I really think that this Western Conference is tough as usual. Tough as nails. Yeah, for sure. So, actually, and then also the Thunder have a new coach, Mark. I can't say his last name. So, he's taking over for Billy Donovan. And then I really think Billy Donovan's going to make an impact in Chicago. So, let's talk about some other free agents. So, Anthony Davis opted out of it, opted, declined his player option with the Lakers. Do you think the Lakers are going to pay Anthony Davis? Yeah, I think they will. Do you think it's going to be a five-year max contract? Um, yeah, I think I think so. I think it's going to be a, they're going to go all in for him. I think the, I agree. I think the Lakers are going to go all in for AD just because Anthony Davis is in the prime of his career, and I really want to see him in a Laker uniform for a long time. From what I saw uh-huh. from him last year. Yeah, yeah. Because I really think the Lakers, whenever they have Anthony Davis, he's made the Lakers better. Yep. But also, let's talk about, with Rondo being gone, do you think the Lakers could get Wesley Matthews to replace Danny Green? Um, I think that – I think you're going to have – The Lakers need uh, shooters. They need shooters. Yeah. What do you think? Wesley Matthews to be, to, uh, to be a Laker, to take – to take the place of the roster spot for Danny Green? Yeah, I think so. What about keeping what about Contavious Caldwell Pope? Do you think he stays? Um yes, I think I think Caldwell Pope. Well, actually no, I think Pope is going to go as well. Why do you think Pope will go? I think that there's going to be just a team's going to give him more money and a better offer and I think he'll probably take it. Do you still think but my question for you is, do you still think the Lakers can repeat as the NBA champions again? Yes, I think so. Um, I think that the um, I think the bigger issue is... Shooting. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like the Lakers are going to load up on shooters this offseason. Uh-huh. But if they get Wesley Matthews, that is a start. Yeah. Because I think, I just don't think Rob Palenka is going to mess around right now. Yeah. What do you also do you think the Lakers can resign Avery Bradley? Um Yeah, they can. I don't know if they will, but what do you think? I hope they they can. He's good on the perimeter when it comes uh-huh. to defending the perimeter. I think he's a help in that area, but 
I also could see. Do you think the Lakers will resign Dwight Howard? Um. Yeah, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, I think they'll resign Dwight. I think they'll keep him. What about this question? What about Boogie Cousins joining the rejoining the Lakers? Yeah, that's probably why they can get rid of some guys because Boogie will be on the team again. Healthy again. Yeah. I think they'll move on from JaVale McGee, and I think it's time to bring Boogie back. Yeah. You got a ring with the Lakers? I want to see him play out there again just because he messed up his ACL in a pickup basketball game, and I want to see him make his comeback story. Uh-huh. I really want to see what he can do with the Lakers when he's 100%. Yeah. Also – Let's talk about this. Kristaps Porzingis is going to miss the start of the season as he's healing up from a right knee injury. So what do you think this has an impact on the Mavs? Do you think this is going to affect the Mavs in some way? Um, yes, a little bit. I mean, you want to have a guy like that on your team to start the season. But, um, but yeah, so it'll hurt him a little bit, but not as much. They'll be, they'll be a pretty good team in the playoffs again this year, I think. They're going to be so much fun to watch, though. So- is Luka Doncic an early MVP favorite? I say so. Yeah, I think so too. I really, I, I think he's such a fun player to watch. And do you think he's really taken over the reins as the Mavericks franchise player to replace Dirk Nowitzki? Yes. Luka Doncic? Oh, yeah. He's, he's a new. point guard that can move the ball up the court, space the floor, m- make those lob passes. I still think – I think the Mavericks are heading in the right direction right now. Yeah, I think so too. They're, they were in rebuild mode, but I really think Dallas has made – I think Mark Cuban has done a good job making Dallas a contender again. Yeah. Because the Mavericks are, are all in. So I agree. That's, so you don't think it's going to have an effect on the Mavericks season without Kristaps Porzingis? Uh, correct. Yeah. What about what about this team? Do you think Denver is going to repeat its success from last season? Um, yes, I think they're going to be really good again. Um, so I mean they're they have a young team still. I mean they're not going anywhere. That's a team we're going to be talking about for years to come. But also, is Paul Millsap? Can Paul Millsap stay with Denver? Or do you think Denver should should? look elsewhere to look for another starting power forward? Um, I think that uh, – I think I think they – what do you think? Uh, I, I would like to see the, the Denver Nuggets be, keep Paul Millsap. He has an impact, you know, to help Jokic be the player he is today. But I also there's also questions about if DeMar DeRozan is going to be traded to the Lakers, but also – what, what what we saw is that Demar Derozan picked up his player is picked up his player option for this season, and he's all in on San Antonio. What do you think that does for the Spurs here? Um, it keeps them mediocre. <laughs> like they're not. I don't think they're going to the playoffs this year with that roster. No, not of course not. But yep. Greg Popovich can't be counted out. You know. Uh huh. And they have Lamarcus Aldridge, who's pretty much all, all past his prime. But uh-huh. do you think the Lakers will pull off another trade and get DeMar DeRozan to L.A.? Yeah, I think uh, that'd be interesting if they could do it. That's That'd be, that'd be well, pretty DeMar cool. DeMar DeRozan's a USC boy. Yep. And I would love to see him on the Lakers and win a ring here just because DeMar DeRozan has had history choking in the playoffs. And if he's a Laker, he could really rejuvenate his 
playoff demons. Yeah, for sure. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I agree that that would be, um, I think it'd be really interesting. Yeah. That's going to be very interesting. That's for sure. So let's talk about a little bit of baseball playoffs, but I think the draft's going to be very, very interesting. So we have breaking news in the baseball world right now is that Theo Epstein is stepping down from his role with the Chicago Cubs and Jed Hoyer is going to take over as president of baseball operations and general manager for the Chicago Cubs. What does this do for the Cubs? Ooh, yeah. yeah, that's um, interesting. That is huge right there. Yeah, that was definitely breaking and news. I don't know what led to that decision for Theo Epstein to step down as Cubs base president of baseball operations. Right, right. What do you think about this move for, for Theo Epstein? Yeah, well, they just – I mean, perhaps there's a disagreement about the direction of the team um, with the new coach and all that, so. I like David Ross. He's a great manager. He's going to be a great manager for this Cubs team. Yeah, yeah. And I think Jed Hoyer is a good GM, but I could see Theo Epstein now going back to Boston. Oh, yeah? Yeah, as Alex their Cora? president of – yeah, to be with Cora. Uh-huh. Cuz just because you know he uh, he worked he he knew Cora during his time as a player while Epstein worked as a uh, as the uh, Boston as a Boston Red Sox executive, but I just think Theo Epstein stepping down is big, but I just think the Cubs are going to I think the Cubs are still going to be a good team. Yeah, I think so too. So, basically uh Basically, this is big right there. But I think the Cubs are going to be good. Yep. Let's also talk about this free agent question. Marcelo Zuna, do you see him being a New York Met? Um, Because I don't think they're going to get Giannis back. They need a bat in their lineup big time. Yeah. We'll see what happens. It's going to be a – I could really picture a lineup with Marcelo Zuna – in a Mets lineup. Yeah. Just because, you know, they're not going to keep Cespedes back. Ozuna can really rake, and Ozuna is a big power bat in your lineup. A middle-of-the-order yeah. kind of guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. But let's also talk about can't which team can challenge, which team can lure LeMahieu away from the Yankees. I think the Red Sox can just because they need a second baseman. And he can really hit those baseballs off the green monster. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that'd be a good move for sure. I kind of see LeMahieu staying with the Yankees, but I also think the Yankees might want to go for it, in my opinion. Uh So here's a question. If Lindor is traded, which is likely to happen, where do you think he goes? Yankees, Mets, or the Phillies? Uh, I think he... I think he might go to the Phillies. What do you think? Vince told me that the Phillies don't have any assets for for the Phillies to deal. You know? Yeah, it might be. Yeah, it might be. Just the, because yeah, the Phillies don't have a uh, farm system, so I could put Lindor to the Yankees for Clint Frazier because I didn't think the Yankees didn't, didn't even give him a chance. So I put Clint Frazier in that deal because the Brown, the Cleveland Indians need some outfield help, and I also will put in a couple of prospects in return for uh for the cleveland indians uh-huh so i really could picture francisco lindor and print and pinstripes yep don't don't you yeah i think so yeah meaning that you move glaber torres to second base 
and then you put Lindor at shortstop. And how good would that lineup be with Lindor in the Yankees uniform? Yeah, I think that'd be good. Don't you think that would so you pick do you pick the did you pick the Phillies or did you pick the Mets for Lindor to be traded? Uh, I picked the Phillies, but we'll see. Yeah, because I said that the uh, the Phillies don't have uh, don't have any minor league assets to to make that deal. Yeah, that's what Vince told me. So, yep. other news to talk about in baseball is that Mike Clevenger is having Tommy John surgery, so he's going to be out for the whole entire twenty twenty one season. How do you think the Padres will fill that void? Oh yeah, that's you know he got they they didn't pay him much money, you know, so they probably were expecting the. Um, him to miss an entire season with Tommy John. Um, yeah, but I don't know how they're going to plug it, though. It's it's a tough situation. What do you think? I think the Padres are going to be fine without him just because you know they have Chris Paddock as their ace of the staff. Garrett Richards is pretty good. But they have an up-and-coming guy in Mackenzie Gore who I think is going to be a lefty ace for this Padres starting staff. But I uh-huh. just think that the Chargers starting staff is pretty much not going to be the same without – Without uh, without Clevenger, but they could get Corey Kluber. Yeah, and move could. some guy and move some pieces to the bullpen, like uh, like Denelson Lamette could be a bullpen special. Uh, could move to the bullpen. There, that's why I see that. Just because Corey, I want to see Corey Kluber on some contender, and I think him going to San Diego is something I picture. Yep, Corey, I picture Corey Kluber in a Padre uniform. Yeah, don't you? Yeah. I don't think the Dodgers need him. I think he goes to the Angels or the Padres. Yeah, I know that. Even though we pictured Trevor Bauer there. Yep. Also, we have news to talk about that Andrew Friedman won the Executive of the Year award. That is well deserved for yeah, the definitely. Dodgers to win that. Yeah, congrats to him. Everybody was thinking that Andrew Friedman was cheap, but I feel like now he's starting to get that. LA's a big market and that he should spend big. Yep. Don't you think he's going to, do you think the Dodgers will continue to spend big this offseason? Yeah, I think so. So, actually, but also we have other news that Tommy Lasorda is in the hospital right now. So, our thoughts and prayers go out to his family at this time, but we don't know anything new about that yet. It's not COVID related when he got into the hospital. So, it might be because he's had heart heart issues. Yeah. So hopefully, what, hopefully he recovers. On that news. Yeah, hopefully he recovers. Yeah, it was. I heard about it yesterday. Yeah, but also let's talk about another hot stove rumor right here. So, do you think the Brewers trade Josh Hader to a team that needs bullpen help? I'm gonna say no on Josh Hader being dealt to, from the Brewers. I think yes. I think I think they'll entertain this. I mean, it depends what they offer, you know, but um, they're not – they'll entertain offers. I don't know if they'll do it, but we'll see. Do you think the – if the Brewers trade Josh Hader, where do you think he gets traded to? Do you think he goes to the Mets just because Edwin Diaz has not stepped up to expectations as the Mets closer? Or do you think he could go to the Met, or could he go to maybe the Dodgers? Yeah, the Dodgers would look at him because they have bullpen issues still, you know, and, and I – I don't think he'll go to the Mets. I don't think the Mets are going to compete this year. But uh, yeah, he could. He, he might get traded. Dodgers would be on that probably top three list. 
I would love to be honest with you. I'd love to see Josh Hader on the Dodgers just because if Kenley Jansen can't close out games, I think Gratterall will be the closer. But having a guy like Hader could really, really help any any team's bullpen. Yeah, for sure. And Hader could fit the Dodgers, you know, just because uh-huh. just because that could really. I I still favor the Dodgers to win the 2021 World Series. But if they can get another reliever or two, then this team is pretty much set to compete. Yep. So, don't you think? Yeah, I agree. So, I really think that the Dodgers, they have bets locked up for a long time. But do you think the Dodgers are going to lock up guys like Bueller and Seager and Bellinger for a long time? Yes, I think definitely. I think Seager for sure. Uh, and also Bueller. Yeah, I think both of them. I say all three of them just because – I read that uh, John Heyman was saying that the Dodgers want to keep uh, Seager and Bellinger and Bueller for a long time. I don't see the Dodgers parting with that, with those three guys. Right, right. Don't you think? Do you think the Dodgers extend Bellinger too along with Seager and Bueller? Yep, I think I think so, for sure. I say that because when Kershaw's contract gets off the books, then I really think that uh, – I really think that they can spend all all in on Seager and Bellinger and Bueller when they get the contracts of Jansen and Kershaw off the books because they're uh-huh. pretty much high paid, you know? So yeah. I think the Dodgers are heading in the right direction after that World Series win. They're pretty much heading into the right direction. Yeah, I agree. Into competing. And they're not going to – They're like we talked about last week, the Dodgers are not going to give up anytime soon. Yeah. Don't you Don't you agree with that? Yep, I do. But who do you think will challenge the Dodgers for the best record in the NL by 2021? Do you think the Braves have another chance at it? Um, yeah, I I think the Braves will be up there for sure. Um, I think that um, – I think the Padres will be up there. And um, I, I think uh, it'll be like I, – I think it'll be Philly – I don't know about Philly just because they don't have they don't have enough pitching though. It's going to depend on if they can spend money on pitching. Uh huh. And plus, they won't they don't have enough assets to make big trades right now. Right. Yeah. So, uh, do you think the Mets can? Uh, do you think the Mets can can be up there by next year? Just by by twenty twenty one because of Steve Cohen's uh because of the arrival of the Steve Cohen era in New York. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of the Mets heading into next year? Are you high on them because of Steve Cohen? No, <laughs> they need to. They need to put. They need to get a better team, I think, and we need to see what type of man owner he is. He's a billionaire. He wants to go for it. <laughs> yeah, but I really think that uh, they need to get a healthy Noah Syndergaard, which I think they need for sure. And also, you obviously, it's a given fact that Dave, Jacob DeGrom is really the ace of that staff. Yeah. So, really, the Mets are, the strength of the Mets is their starting rotation. Okay, yeah. So, that's what I could see here. But really, the Mets, you think they're not going to be good next year? No. Do you think they'll be they'll be right up there with the, with the Washington Nationals and the uh, – and the what you would call this, and and the, and the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, I think it's still Braves, Nationals, Phillies. I think are still ahead of them. Maybe the Marlins now. Well, the Marlins shocked everybody. So I'm going to get your thoughts on what did you think of the Marlins hiring a female general manager and Kim Ninge? Yeah, 
What do you think of that move? You now have That's- a female running the GM for the Miami Marlins, and she w- knows Don Mattingly from her time with the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, no, it, you know, great move for the Marlins. I think it's well deserved, and uh, yeah, hopefully she, uh, uh, hopefully she has success down there. I think she will. I mean, the Marlins. I thought that if this was a 162 game season, the Marlins would have not made the postseason. Yeah. Just because of how bad they are. But now that they have guys like Starling Marte, and I think they should make a run for Yasiel Puig. They should bring him in Miami. Just yeah. Because, just because I think they could use him in their lineup. But I really think the Marlins are heading into the in somewhat of a right direction, but I'm not really high on them at the moment. Uh-huh. What about you? Yeah, I think heading in the right direction, but – yeah, they still they're in a tough division and they, they gotta show they can do this next they year. They just got lucky last year just because Washington was on a had too many injuries, too many pitching issues. The Mets are kinda in the same boat, but I feel like that the Mets, the Nationals, the Braves, and the Phillies will be a four team will be a four way tie for first place in the NFs and the NL East. But I think the Marlins are gonna look up, but I think the Marlins will 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 hang in there. Yeah. I just don't see the Marlins tanking again. From what I saw last year, they got lucky, but they're not really a playoff team. Uh-huh. Don't you think? Yeah, I agree. So, basically, uh, the news we got is that Clevenger signed a two-year contract through 2022, meaning that Clevenger will also go undergo Tommy John surgery today, actually. So, there goes his season. Yep. So, what do you think? Well, yeah, I expected, you know, it was, you know, got to take care of it and he'll be back in 2022. Oh, yeah. I think he's going to be stronger than ever when he comes back just because he's going to have, he's going to kill this rehab. I think uh-huh. he will. I didn't think he looked good at all. I mean, when I saw him out there in that NLDS game two against the Dodgers, I just felt like his arm was blown up. Yeah. It did not look 100%. Right. And t- tell me where you think Corey Kluber will sign with Padres, Rangers, or, or the Angels. Uh, I think it'll sign with the Angels. You mean? Do you think he joins Trevor Bauer in in Anaheim? Yeah. If potentially Trevor Bauer joins the Angels. Yeah. If that were to happen, it'll be another Cleveland uh, Indian reunion. Yeah. So, so with that being said, uh, let's talk about some hockey. So. Slow off season for the Kings, but I really think that we're hearing that New Year's Day could be the start of when this new NHL season will begin. Yeah, is it New Year's Day you're saying? Yeah, but I'm hearing that NHL seeking flexibility in the 2020-2021 season. Yeah, they'll need it. So, basically, which team do you think is going to make a big leap this this year? Do you think the Colorado Avalanche is ready to take the next step? Yeah, I think so. What are you? And, and I'm going to say the Colorado Avalanche because they got stunned by the Stars last year in the playoffs. But I really think this year they have a team that can get it done. Uh-huh. And that they're a team that is on the rise and that they are Stanley Cup bound at some point. Yeah. Do you? But, but do you think the Tampa Bay Lightning can repeat? Uh, I think it'll be tough for them, but they'll be definitely contending, but it'll be tough to repeat. 
Yeah, every year for them, it was Stanley Cup or bust, but this year was their year. Yep. That's the, well, that, but really, I think that the Tampa Bay Lightning are getting there, but I really think they're a team that is the early favorites to win the uh, Atlantic Division, but I'm hearing that there could be there could be a temporary division thing, you know, like there could be an all Canadian division for the Canadian teams and then teams in the U S play in the U S. So basically, what do you think of that? Do you think this would limit travel restrictions? Yeah, they'll need really to do something US like that. They'll need to do something like that for sure. So yeah, I think they'll, it'll end this up looking a, like I'm, that. I'm talking about a temporary realignment. So meaning that the Kings, they should have a West coast division a central division and then an East coast division. Yeah. For all the Eastern teams. Yeah. And that then, makes sense. And then you have a Canadian division, like Canadian West. Uh-huh. Then you have Canadian central Canadian West, I think could be Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, and Winnipeg. And then Canadian East would be Toronto and Montreal and Ottawa. Yeah. But I don't know how that's going to work because one of these U.S. teams has to play those teams. Uh-huh. But I don't know if if there's going to be a lot of traveling in, the, in Canada, you know, for these U.S. teams to play those teams because I just don't think the Canadian government's allowing any team to travel there just because of this COVID pandemic. Yeah, I think you're right. And also because of this vaccine thing, but – also, do you think the LA Kings are going to be a uh, – do you think the LA Kings are going to be ready to go next year? Um, yeah, they still got a ways to go, though, but we'll see what happens. Do you think their team is definitely going to be a fun rebuilt team to watch because of all this young talent that they have? Yeah, I think – definitely. It'll be fun to watch them for sure. All right, let's talk about some MLS Cup playoffs. we got playoffs beginning on Saturday, but also the LA Galaxy – is looking to find ways to improve their roster. So you think there's going to be a lot of changes for the LA Galaxy now, now that uh, now that the Galaxy is now in a long off season. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's, there should be a lot of changes this year. So we are you kind of excited to see what this MLS Cup playoff brings? But really, I think LAFC is ready to, uh, ready to win yeah. whoever they play. Yeah, I think so, too. So what do you think? What do you think? What LAFC needs to do to to beat Seattle? Uh, they need big play from Vela and Rossi, and uh, they need their defense to hold together. And that's that's kind of the, the the winning combination. That is, and also for the Galaxy, do you think they're going to get rid of Christian Pavone and Chicharito? Yeah, they'll probably get rid of Chicharito for sure. Um, Why? Why do you think Chicharito is gone? He hasn't done anything like. It's been very frustrating, you know, and it just he needs a different team. I think he was too much hype. Yeah, he that's partly true. He's had this hype with other teams before and he hasn't lived up to expectations. I think you keep I think the Galaxy build around Pavone and Jonathan DeSantos. Yeah, I agree. So that's what I think. So I really I, I I'm interested to see what this MLS Cup playoff brings, but also there's going to be a lot to talk about when it comes to the World Cup heading into next year and also the Olympics for soccer. Yeah, I think so, too. So, anyways, Matt, you have a good good rest of your week, and I'll see you next week with, with, with NFL uh, 
Thanksgiving special and more NBA talking. We'll recap the draft then. You too, Loro. Bye.